You are listening to audio from First Baptist Church in Fort Walton Beach. If you would like more resources or to watch our service online, please visit fbcfwb.org. Listen in as Pastor Wade helps us abide in Christ and advance the gospel through the teaching and the proclamation of God's Word. They're growing up so fast. If you have kids, you've made that statement, or perhaps you've made that statement about grandkids. They're growing up so fast. Lately, Claire and I have found ourselves saying they're growing up too fast. And that's just one of the realities of having children, watching them grow. On this July 4th weekend, we are thinking about our freedom. The freedom we enjoy in our nation. The freedom we enjoy to worship Jesus freely. The freedom we have to walk with Him, to talk with Him, to tell others about Him. In just a few moments at the end of this service, we're going to sing, God Bless America. And we recognize that God has blessed America in wonderful ways. And in a multitude of ways. But I wonder... What God's perspective is on the current church in America. I wonder if he looks at us and says, they're growing up so fast. I wonder if the church in America can be accused of rapid maturity. And I wonder if maybe... We're not growing up fast enough. And keeping that in mind, I want to look together in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. And talk about God's plan for our growth. God's plan for our maturity. Ephesians chapter 4, we'll begin reading in verse 11. We are continuing our study line by line, verse by verse, this wonderful letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a group of Christians in the first century city of Ephesus. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. I want to ask you this morning if you are physically able to please stand with me in honor of the reading of God's Word. Thank you, sisters. Wonderful, wonderful. What a message and a ministry in music. Uh, What a blessing to have them here with us today. I really like the sign language on that last song, Under His Wings. I would ask you to do that for me in my sermon, but everybody says I talk too fast. So we we won't make you do that this morning. But but what a a wonderful, powerful uh, message we heard this morning uh, from sisters. Uh, So glad to have you with us today. Ephesians 4, verse 11. Paul writes, He gave... The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now look at this next phrase. To mature manhood, to the measure of the stature 
of the fullness of Christ. So that, watch this, we may no longer be what? What's the word? Children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up. There it is. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow. See the theme here? Makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Let's pray together this morning. Father, we are so grateful for this opportunity to gather. And Lord, even in this moment as we are worshiping you, praising you, talking to you in prayer, experiencing and enjoying your presence... Lord, we are mindful that this is freedom. And we're so grateful for the freedom that we are privileged to experience in this nation. And God, I pray that that you would move in our midst, speak to us through your word, apply to our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because Lord, we want to be a church that lives in this free land in such a way that we make a difference. Lord, we don't want to go through the motions of religiosity. We don't want to be spiritual children tossed to and fro by the culture. Lord, we want to be a church that is maturing into the image of Jesus that is truly pushing back the darkness. So God, would you... Use your word in our midst in that way today. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You can be seated. We've seen in Ephesians 4 that after Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the dead in his ascension, he publicly triumphed over the spiritual realm. And the Bible says he led a great victory prayed in the heavenlies. And the Bible says that at that moment, Jesus gave gifts to his church. And he gave gifts to his church, specifically different offices in the church, to to help the church be the church. And as we study these different gifts and focus specifically on the gifts today of evangelist or missionary and pastor slash teacher, we saw that God has a plan for his church, a plan for leadership, a plan for service. We talked about that last week, but but this morning I want to talk about God's plan for maturity, specifically God's plan for your individual spiritual growth and our corporate growth as a family of faith. And that's what's in view here because notice some of the phrasing that Paul uses in verse 13. He says that, The goal is mature manhood. Mature manhood. That word mature means complete. Teleos. Complete manhood. Uh, uh, Fullness of growth. He says there in verse 14 that we may no longer be children. The Lord doesn't want us to stay spiritual infants. He wants us to grow in our faith. And then in verse 15 he says that again that we are to grow up. To grow up in every way. And so the Lord is is concerned in this passage 
about our spiritual maturity. When we are saved, the Bible says we are born again. We are brand new creations in Christ. We are infants in Christ Jesus. And the goal for our Christian life is that we don't stay spiritual babies. Amen? It wants us to grow. And so that's what this passage is about. So what I want to do is I want to show you some characteristics that give us a portrait as to what Christian maturity looks like. What, what does it look like to be a mature Christian? And then I want you to, to hold your life up beside those characteristics and, and, and ask yourself the question, am I maturing? Am I growing into these Characteristics. So there are six of them. I want to just walk you through this text. The first is this. What does a maturing Christian look like? Growing Bible knowledge. Growing Bible knowledge. And look what it says in verse 13. He says that he gives these gifts to the church to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, verse 13, until we all attain to the unity of the faith. Unity of the faith. He doesn't say unity of faith. There's a definite article there. The unity of the faith. He speaks here of the the apostolic teaching that we possess in the New Testament. In, In this day and time, the New Testament was being put together. It was being written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now we have the completed canon of Scripture. And and the phrase, the faith, speaks of that body of doctrine, that that New Testament teaching that we possess today. And so when he says there that the goal is that we attain to the unity of the faith, he's saying that we all are on the same page, the unity, as to the basic foundational doctrines of Christianity. That we believe the right stuff, and we believe the right stuff because we read the book that tells us what the right stuff is. He's speaking here of a knowledge of the Bible. This is now more than Bible trivia. The goal is not that if in Sunday school someone says, who was Ahab's wife? And you say, Jezebel! I'm glad you know that, but that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about knowing God's Word in a growing, comprehensive way so that the doctrinal realities of our faith matter in our day-to-day life. It means we grow in our understanding of these doctrines and how they apply and how vital they are that we believe. A a knowledge of the faith. This is more than Bible trivia. It's, it's, It's a comprehensive growing knowledge of these doctrinal realities. But I will remind you of this. You won't get to that place, a comprehensive knowledge of doctrine, without reading the book. God has spoken. We have the Word of God. Genesis through Revelation. And God expects us as believers to read it. 
to meditate on it, to memorize it, to think about it, to apply it, to talk about it. The Word of God is our lifeline in this world. And I'll just remind you, the Bible is truth with no mixture of error. It is inerrant, it is infallible, it is the inspired Word of God. And and here's what Paul says If you're growing as a Christian, if you are maturing in your faith, here's what it's going to look like. You're going to grow in your knowledge of the Bible. So let me ask you a question. Did you read your Bible last week? Did you think about it? Meditate on it? Pray over it? Did you have some time with Jesus where it's just you and his word? There's a, listen, there's a direct correlation between your intake of God's word and your spiritual growth. And I believe one of the reasons that our churches are so full of spiritual infants is because we have laid down the pure milk of the word of God. And we don't interact with it on a daily basis. So what does maturity look like for Christians? Growing Bible knowledge. Secondly, a growing relationship with Jesus. Look what he says there in verse 13. Till we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge, the gnosis, that's the Greek word there, the knowledge of the Son of God. Now when he uses that phrase, the knowledge of the Son of God, he's not just talking about knowing about Jesus. He's talking about knowing Jesus, a personal relationship with Christ, a, a, a knowledge of the Son of God. As I was studying, I immediately thought about Philippians chapter 3 because in my Bible reading this week, I was reading Philippians chapter 3. And, and in Philippians chapter 3, Paul says he counts everything as rubbish in view of, listen, the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul said the most important thing in my life is that I know Christ, a personal relationship with Christ. Then he says in Philippians 3 verse 10, oh that I may know him, know him more in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Paul said whatever it takes, I want to know Jesus more and in a deeper way. I want to know him better. And that's what Christian maturity looks like. Not just external religious stuff, but a growing, intimate walk with Christ. I remember exactly where I was when I I underwent a, a major paradigm shift in my life. I was in college and my, pastor, my church had just called a, a, a new pastor, young man just straight out of seminary. And I was, I was home from, from college. I was sitting right out in that area. Uh, we sat in the same pew every week. But we right out in that area. And, uh, and, and my pastor, Pastor Chris, he's now a naval chaplain. He mentored me, played a major role in, in my spiritual formation. But Chris was preaching, and he was preaching through the book of Romans. And he made a statement, I'd probably heard it before, and it's not something you've never heard. But he said it, and I'm telling you, the Lord gripped my heart with this statement. Here's what he said. He said, Christianity is not a religion. 
It's a relationship. And I don't know why I never thought of it in those terms before, but when he said those words, the Spirit of the living God took those words and gripped my heart, and it changed the way I thought about what's most important in my life. Knowing Christ. There is no greater thing. There is no higher goal. There is no loftier attainment And and Paul said, if someone is maturing in their faith, they are growing in their intimacy, in their walk with Jesus. Third, and this just kind of follows, the third characteristic of maturity is Christ-likeness. As you walk with Jesus, you become more like Jesus. Look what he says in verse 13. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood. Watch this. What's our measure? Do we measure our growth by each other? Look what he says. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. To mature manhood. The the point that Paul is getting across here is this. If we want to know if we're growing in our faith, all we got to do is say this. Or ask this, do I look more like Jesus than I did five years ago? Because if you're growing in your faith, you're going to become more Christ-like. But what we do in the church is we use the wrong measures for maturity. We like to find someone that's not doing as good as we are. And we say, well, compared to them, I'm doing great, right? I mean, compared to old so-and-so, I'm doing great in my walk with, with God. Wrong measure. You know what happens when you measure yourself by others? You become a Pharisee. You become prideful. And you think you're doing great. Listen, the measure of our maturity is are we becoming more like Jesus? Look what he says there in verse 15. He says, we are to grow up in every way into him. He's the head of the body. We're the body of Christ. We're to grow up into him, into Christ, he says. We are to become more like Jesus. That should be our goal, to mature to Christ's likeness. And i got some really good news for you. You ready? God is completely committed to making you like Jesus. In fact, over in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, listen to what the Bible says. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined, predetermined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So if you are a believer in Jesus, if you're born again, if you're saved, God has already put into place a plan to make you like Christ. He's committed to it. He wants to make you more like Jesus. So our posture should be that of cooperation with God's purpose for our lives. As we participate in the means that God has given us to change, we will see accelerated growth in Christ's likeness, thus maturing spiritually. So listen... God is working that you might become more like Jesus. When you cooperate with what, with what God is doing, you grow to be more like Jesus quicker. <laughs> Christ-likeness. The next word is stability. Look in verse 14. So we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, teaching, worldview, ideas. The idea here is this, as you grow in your knowledge of the faith, the word of God, 
as you walk and talk with Jesus, as you become more like Jesus, you become more stable in your Christian life so that you are not tossed to and fro with false teaching and wrong teaching. We grow more stable, spiritually speaking. Now here's what you need to understand, and this is so, so important. There are forces in our world bent on leading us astray from the truth of God's Word. He mentions there in verse 14, every wind of doctrine. That speaks of things that are antithetical to the Bible. And we are bombarded and buffeted by all of these false messages, these false views, these false ideas. And if we are not growing in Christ, if we are not maturing, we will not have the stability to stand on the truth in the midst of all of that untruth. Every wind of doctrine. The winds, listen to me, The winds of falsehood are always blowing. Here's what you're up against. Let me show you what you're up against. First of all, notice that word human cunning. Everybody see that? He mentions there being tossed to and fro by waves, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning. The the word translated human cunning is literally the word dice playing. They would would take dice and they they would manipulate them basically loaded dice, to achieve the outcome that they wanted. It was, it was dishonest. And people would use loaded dice to, to win money and to cheat other people. And so the idea of playing with loaded dice became a metaphor for trickery. And that's the word that he uses here. We're, we're led astray by forces that want to trick us into believing Thinking, following the wrong messages. The next word is the word craftiness. Look what it says there in verse 14. By human cunning, by craftiness. That word is is a synonym to human cunning. It, It means rascally or evil or, again, trickery. We're being, again, Led astray by false messages, tricked by false messages. And and the next phrase is deceitful schemes. The word deceitful comes from a word that means wandering. And that word schemes means wily or crafty plans. In other words, our world has a well thought out message that they immerse us in. So we will believe it and walk away from the truth. That word schemes there is the same word used over in Ephesians 6, 11 when it speaks of the schemes, the strategies of the devil himself. And so here's what we're up against. Human cunning, craftiness, deceitful schemes. Strategies driven by error and deception. Here's what I want you to know. This is in your notes. False teachers, secular influencers, and Satan himself have deliberate plans to lead people away from faith in Jesus and to lead people away from the foundation of Scripture. They want to keep people away from Christ. They don't want people to get saved. And they want to lead us 
who say we are followers of Christ away from the truths of scriptures. So beware. Beware of false teachers that twist scripture and bring confusion and cast aspersions on biblical truths. Beware of social influencers like politicians or cable news pundits or entertainers who use two-minute sound bites to convince you of their view, but who are not speaking from a biblical worldview. Beware of social media that uses sophisticated algorithms to bombard you with unbiblical views that desensitize you to truth. Beware of the ancient serpent who loves to whisper like he did in the Garden of Eden. Has God really said? Can His word really be trusted? Is this truth that we are to build our lives upon? We've got to be on guard. We've got to mature. In fact, it says in Romans 12, too, that we're not to be conformed to this world, to be pressed into the mold of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Listen to me. Maturing Christians stand firm on truth. It says there in verse 15, rather than being tossed to and fro, speaking the truth in love. Now that phrase, speaking the truth, is a participle. It literally means truthing. Truthing. Truthing in love. We're to live and believe the truth. Next, very quickly, what does maturity look like? Effective Christian service. Look in verse 15. Rather, truthing in love or speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body, that's us, the church, joined, held together. He's the source of everything we need by every joint with which it is equipped. When each part is working properly, makes the body grow. That means you and I have a role in the body of Christ and we are to fulfill it. Maturing Christians serve. The Bible knows nothing of someone that names the name of Christ and does not serve him. Everyone should do what God has called them to do and gifted them to do in the body of Christ. Are you serving in the church? Are you serving others? Effective Christian service. And then, and then last, and then last is love. He says there that We're to truth and love, truthing in love, speak the truth in love, stand for the truth in love, be about the truth but with love. And look how he closes this section. When each part is working properly, verse 16, it makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in what? Love. Love. We're to stand on truth in love. We're to speak the truth in love. We're to serve others in love. Love should be the, 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 at the forefront of all that we do. So here's a, listen, here's a great question to ask as to whether or not you're growing in your faith. Are you becoming more loving? And again... I don't want you to fall into the trap of saying, boy, so-and-so needs to hear this sermon. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. Are you growing in love? For, listen, even folks that disagree with you, do you love them? Is 
Even, though, even folks that maybe, you know, there's not a natural relation, relational connection with them for whatever reason. Do you love them? People different than you, do you love them? If we are maturing in our faith, we will be growing in love. Because here's what Jesus said in John 13, 35. By this all people will know that you are my disciples. And he doesn't say based upon what denomination you're a part of. He says they will know you are my disciples if you have love for one Another Love is the number one indicator as to whether or not we are walking with Jesus. It's all about love. It's all about loving each other for the glory of God. And so this is a, just a, a quick little portrait in Ephesians as to what maturity looks like. God has a plan for your maturity and for my maturity. And here's the question I want to ask. Wherever you are in your Christian walk, if we, you know, if we develop a scale of 1 to 10, you know, 1 being I, I just began my Christian journey, I'm a babe in Christ, 8 being Apostle Paul, 10 being just like Jesus, all right? Where, where are you on that, where are you on that, that, that scale? And the question is, are you ready to take the next step? Are you ready for God to, to take you that next level of spiritual growth and maturity? Are, are you tired of apathy and complacency and going through the motions? Are, are you in spiritual neutral? Are you spiritually stagnant? It's time for you to let God have His way in your life. So that you can take that next step of growth. And, and listen to me, this is so very important. This is not a pick yourselves up by the bootstrap kind of sermon. This is not Pastor Wade saying, do better. This is Pastor Wade saying, I need some help. And you need some help. We can't get here without the Lord's activity in our lives. Amen? So in just a moment, we're going to sing a closing song. But, but my goal is that the closing song is a prayer. Because the song is, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. God, work in me. Take me to the next level. I want to look more like Jesus. Thank you for listening. We pray you've been encouraged and inspired by God's word. May the Lord richly bless you.